rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right. Yeah, it's a good way to start the show with an incredibly blurry picture. All right, let me fix it. My name is Tara Devlin. Thanks for hanging out. This is, <laughs> I mean, hello. What can you do? This is unapologetic liberal talk on the right side of history, decency, dignity, democracy, and obviously we need your patronage. So become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. And maybe, you know, we might have a, a show that's not a, I don't know, so many technical problems. It's really annoying. All right, guys, thank Oh, my God, the chat room, if you're, it's already filling up like madness, and I love it. So go to youtube.com slash C for channel slash Tara Buster and hang out with the amazing Tara Buster community that, uh, I mean, honestly, they, they make me want to get out of bed in the morning. I don't know what I do without you. And already, thank you for your super chat. Richard W. Right. <laughs> Another great show, Tara. He writes right out. It didn't even start yet. The show really something is shaking here. Wait. And thank you, Jim, for your super chat. Jim always steps up and puts the cover charge on the table. And thank you so much. And this is how we will keep going and growing. Nice to see you all. Nice to see Mark Middlestadt in the chat room. Mark is our millennial correspondent who has his own, his own program and own organization called Shaping Progress. Uh, those links are in the description and if you're interested well if you want to make the world a better place check out shaping progress and join uh this is what i mean this is the remedy for despair frankly it's action and mark is an incredible young young man and we need about a million more of him really probably no we need about a 320 million more of him we have a lot of work to do and okay what else i have to give some plugs so the show is on uh, obviously it's on itunes soundcloud stitcher it's on progressive voices which is great and it's also on verdant square radio another independent liberal network and fyi nation same thing and a a independent liberal network that um, we we really i know it's like it's a lot it's a lot to support but that's part of what we need to do to win. So we stick together, we win. This is how we're going to get, how we will move forward. And tonight we're going to discuss the, well, it's September 11th, the 20th anniversary. Ugh, why can't I talk? All right. Stop. Stop. It's the 20th anniversary of September 11th. Uh, um, Mark, our millennial correspondent, was not even alive on that day. For me, I was in New York City at the time. I was working at Court TV, and I was in the office when when the plane hit the t first tower. And my coworker said a plane just crashed into the World Trade Center. We uh, we assumed at the time it was an accident, and then of course the second plane hit, and I I, I everything changed from there. Um, it was incredible to to live through that day. Uh, I can't even imagine. Um, I ha I didn't lose anybody personally. Um, so 
but I know so many people who have. And everyone who is was alive on that day, was in New York on that day, has a story. So I'm sure everybody around the country has a story too, but especially here in New York, right from my apartment, I could see the the towers, the smoke from the towers. I could, the, uh, what do you call it? The fighter jets were flying around. It was an, an unbelievable time. Then, of course, then I joined the National Guard because that's what I thought I could do to help. Uh, because what, really, here, this is what happened. This is why I joined the National Guard. When... Uh, you guys know I was, I'm in recovery, so you know I'm a, I'm a recovering addict, and I was at a at a group, a meeting of um, recovering people. I you know I'm trying to whatever. I'm not supposed to break my anonymity or whatever, but you know what I'm saying. Um, it's too late for that. So that when I w- so we were in the meeting and somebody came running in. This was a few days after September 11th, and everyone was shocked and upset, angry, so many emotions. Everyone was, it was, it was just such an incredible moment to be alive, especially in New York, because, because even the, I was telling my friend today, I, I remember driving to, into Manhattan to visit a friend of mine, and the, the cops were, um, somebody was out there directing traffic, but you know how hard it is to find a spot in Manhattan. So, of course, there were plenty of spots at this time because most people were staying home. And uh, I pulled over in front of my friend's house and I said to the cop, can I park here? I mean, and they, they, the cops were just like, go right ahead. Like Nobody was giving tickets. The subway was free. It was like the whole city was just embracing each other and that's the thing that it's hard to express with um, with people who well for mark for example who wasn't alive at that time the the incredible feeling of unity that we had oh but before i get into that let, let me just finish what happened um, a couple of days after when i um when i was in this meeting of uh, recovering people and they and someone run ran in and said the uh, there's a bomb in Grand Central Station and everybody started running uh, uh, out of the room so and I I mean I'm not a panicky type at all trust me I got my stuff and walked out while everybody was and and when I went out I was on Lexington Avenue in Manhattan and so up the block was Grand Central and a there were in the middle of the street there was an, an entire crowd of people it was like massive amounts of people just running away from grand central so for some reason there was a, a rumor it, it wasn't a bomb it didn't it ended up simply being a, a rumor and it made the news because it created such a panic at the time and people were running and I um, and I and I I just got angry, <laughs> which is probably my fallback emotion in general. But I mean, anger is really sadness um, turned outward, I suppose. But I felt so angry, and I I didn't want to be somebody running away. Do you know what I mean? I wanted to be somebody who was able to um, run towards whatever the problem was and and do something about it. And do and 
do my part for the country and for the community. And, um, you know, that doesn't change. It hasn't changed now. That's why I'm doing the show. I truly believe that this is how we're going to win. We have to get the message out. We see the repercussions, the um, the consequences of of not having the message, of letting it get away from us. That's what we did. We let them take patriotism from us. We let them take the mantle of pro-life from us. You know, pro-life used to mean anti-death penalty. So you can't be pro-life, honestly, really. Think about it. The, the uh, cognitive dissonance of being so-called pro-life and Republican? Get out of here. That's not pro-life, honey. You're not pro-life. So, I mean, yeah, you're pro, uh, pro-unsafe abortion. Uh, you're pro-killing women, but you're not pro-life. You're pro, you know, you're pro-control. Uh, so, and that's really what it's about. But, and... We have allowed them, and I think, you know why we've allowed them to get away with taking and redefining uh, the b basic terminology. For example, the word freedom. How, I mean, this overused freedom? I, we keep hearing them talking about freedom and how many years, well, my entire life, we've heard, heard <laughs> I've heard freedom isn't free, right? This is what they have to say. Oh, freedom isn't free. And then when they say freedom isn't free, they're talking about us being, um, I guess, an empire, uh, a militaristic empire, and uh, I guess just being a bunch of, I mean, now I get, who the hell knows? Uh, but they're, they don't, they, the definition, the right wing definition of freedom is, is selfishness. That's what they have done to this country. And freedom was in the past commonly understood, especially we talked about this on the last show. And during the founding of the country, the, the, the uh, people who lived during that time understood freedom in a very different way. They considered themselves free because they were able to vote and participate in government. My name is Tara Devlin. We'll be right back. Unapologetic liberal talk. We need it. All right. This is Tara Devlin. I'm back. <laughs> I didn't go anywhere, but so, yeah, freedom isn't free. And in fact, let's just get into it. I don't have any patrons to thank. I mean, we have the same patrons, of course, but no new ones to um, to give a nice drum roll and cheer to. But hopefully, uh, well, that'll change. Uh oh, uh oh, here he comes. Come, oh, oh, Jesus Christ! I forgot to. Come on, get up here. Get up. Come on. There. It's the waiting that. I'm waiting for him to jump. I just. That's why I'm like, just get up here already. You're gonna do it, do it. Wait, hold on. And for those on listening on the podcast, Tara Jr. Jr. has entered the list. So he's got a bit of an allergy thing going on. I'm taking him to a a vet dermatologist in October. So we'll figure it out. Why? 
Okay, so let's get into it. I think we are. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Thank you all for your support. And of course, as I'm talking here, thank you, JD, for your super chat coming in in pounds. I envy you, JD. I really do. I think about that. And <laughs> I know, don't say grandma. But I do think about that a lot. I'm like, grandma? What the F? But, and then the other part of me, because the other thing is I practice Buddhism, which is kind of contradictory in my life. I mean, in my life, I suppose, is kind of a, a series of contradictions. You know, I was a, I was a bad, a serious, uh, full-time drug addict and also got, you know, went to school on scholarships, got straight A's, and, you know, was also um, destroying myself with drugs. So, you know balancing it was a balancing act so it was a, a series of contradictions so i'm also a buddhist but then uh, i was practicing and studying buddhism in on um during the you know the early years of uh, well in sub on september 11th 2001 in particular I was i was a buddhist and still am and uh next thing you know a couple of months later i was running through the the woods of Fort, Fort Jackson, South Carolina, screaming kill and stabbing dummies with a bayonet. So, um, yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is a little bit of weird from sitting on a mat and being one with everything. But I don't... Anyway, all right. We'll discuss more of that later. All right, so let's get started. I, and so thinking today, uh, we're w watching... The 9-11, oops, sorry, I just punched Tara in the face by accident. Um, watching the 9-11 memorials and listening to the speeches and listening to George W. Bush and the, the cast of characters that we all remember so well from that time. And I remember, because I hated, I hated George W. Bush. Of course I did. I was a normal, I'm, I'm, I've been a normal person my entire life. And... I remember, see, you probably remember too, the, the feeling of unity. There was no backlash against Bush at the time when um, this terrorist attack occurred. But this is the most catastrophic domestic attack in, uh, in American history. Uh, am I mistaken? How many, how many were, how many died at Pearl Harbor? All right, that was another 2,403. So, yeah, this was the most consequential and catastrophic terrorist attack on, on domestic soil in American history. And yet, the Democrats didn't attack George Bush as being somebody asleep at the switch who allowed a terrorist attack to happen. And it's in keeping with what I, I constantly say, being a Republican means never saying you're sorry. But that's also the, a, a, um, that is also due to the fact that Democrats don't act like that. Democrats really do believe that we're trying to have a, a functioning, constitutionally limited democratic republic. They, they're not, uh, not that Democrats are perfect. We know that. 
they're swimming in the 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 pool of corrosion the of corruption really uh the pool corroded with money so joe manchin kristen cinema all of those um greedy grifters with their hands out doing the bidding of billionaires rather than the bidding of the, the general welfare and uh you know they're they're part of the problem of course but democrats don't it doesn't seem like they're trying to purposely trip people up and that moment called for unity so the democrats fell in line and when george w bush gave his speech his joints his speech to the joint um session you know, of congress the senate and the and the house and the nation watched and people were cheering, standing uh, standing ovation on both sides for this less vote getting asshole who is ended up using September 11th to lie us into a war of choice. That's what they did. And Democrats, so Democrats could have at the time. Uh, gone after George W. Bush. How could you have let this happen? How did you not know? Why, why weren't, uh, why didn't the Democrats do that? Because they knew, they knew that we needed unity. That's what the moment called for. And the, the Republicans used that moment of national, of unity at the time, and, and, and hurt. And they they exploited it for their own selfish purposes that they had on they really had that on the table for years the project for a new american century had it laid out they needed a new pearl harbor they wanted regime change in iraq and in their their paper that they were well what they needed is a unifying event at like a new pearl harbor and there they they got one and here we are, 20 years later, and what has been gained? Now, if we had actually, if we had actually, <laughs> um, why can't I talk tonight? I don't know. I haven't been able to talk lately. If we had, let's say if Al Gore was president, and I think about this a lot, if Al Gore had assumed the office that he won, that he actually was voted into, we, this country would be a much different place. And I doubt we would have had um, a Donald Trump, a so-called Trump administration, whatever the hell that was, that we all lived through a thousand years ago. When was that? I mean, I, what, what the hell? What, how? How? How did that happen? Well, it happened because the... Right wingers, those on the right, now they're still at it, right? But they never had the best interests of this country at heart. It it's always about self-serving, um, whatever whatever they want. It's always about selfishness. Everything is uh, is transactional to them, including September 11th. They used September 11th. We were already wounded, and they wounded us more.
my name is Tara Devlin, and I'm here to tell you guys we're in big trouble. Um, I really, I mean, the whole it's it's so it's so overwhelming sometimes, but the symptoms are blaring. This country is is having. I, I've been I've said for years that we have a na- we have national PTSD, but we're all we're in a we're witnessing sort of like a nervous breakdown. And Republicans, conservatives, right wingers, fascists, freaks, geeks, morons, dupes, ghosts of the Gilded Age and their enablers, you know, idiots, Nazis. I, oh, <laughs> just an aside, I was watching this old video that was like eight years ago about this Nazi, this American Nazi who was murdered by his son. And uh, you might remember, but he, his son was like eight and shot him in the head in the middle of the night because, you know, he was raised as a Nazi and violence was uh, the means to resolving conflicts. That's what he was being taught. So, hey, here's a gun. I'm having a problem with my father. Boom, in the head. And that's what he did, this little kid. But then they were interviewing the, the guy's mother, the, one, the, the Nazi who's dead now, thankfully. He's burning in hell. But they, uh, they said to her, what do, you, do you, uh, what do you think about your son's politics? And she's like, I never agreed with his politics and they said, well, what's happened? What's going on with the children now that he's gone? And the lady said, oh, they're being raised conservative Republican. Okay, well, that's not such a far leap from Nazism, is it? And it didn't surprise me much. So they went from full-blown Nazis to conservative Republicans. I mean, it's the same thing. It's just a little, you know, conservative Republican is like Nazi, but it's the dog whistle Nazi. Oh, God. Watch this crap here. Look at it. Oh, the cat was biting my hand. He stopped. All right. You know, let's start with, let me see. Where's the thing? I thought I was going to maybe put the phones on today. What do you think? If uh, you could call in, I have them on. If you feel like, if anybody feels like calling in, let me put the number up. Okay, there it is. If you feel like you could share your story about September 11th, we all have it. Well, except for Mark, who's who wasn't born yet. We were just leaving Mark with all the problems. We are just leaving him a big, giant, heaping pile of dog poo-poo to clean up. Well, we're trying. We're trying. So, all right. We know Biden, thank God, vaccine mandate. It's awesome. The thing that I notice is that they're, um, but, you know, people are, have had enough. I don't know about you. I'm... I'm I'm up to here. I've been up to here with republicanism since uh, 1972. But the the rest of society uh, have we had enough yet? It's time to not let them get away with their bullshit. 
and Dan Crenshaw here, when when the vaccine mandate was announced, and of course with right on cue, Republicans lost their well, they haven't lost their minds. They they don't have any. They and they did what they always did. They go nuts. They so fear, anger, misinformation, division. They tell their idiot followers that this has never happened ever in American history. This is unconstitutional. It's, it's such bullshit. Everything they say that they don't agree with somehow is unconstitutional. And it's not true. They're effing unconstitutional. You want to talk about unconstitutional? I mean, they have absolutely no shame. It's like when we were talking about Kellyanne Conway um, rejecting Biden's direction to resign, saying that he's violating presidential norms. I mean, give me a break, because the rules only apply to us, not them. Being a Republican means never saying you're sorry, and they love because they love to talk about how freedom isn't free. Well, yeah, it's not free. And this is where you pay up. You do your part in the, it's for your country and community in, the time, in a time of crisis. And uh, please. But they, because they talk about freedom isn't free, but they like sticking the rest of us with the bill, don't they? actual patriots with the bill and this is why they're tedious and i'm sick of them because they're not patriots they talk about i mean i'm so sick of their their patriotic babbling it's bullshit and it's time to call them out and say enough they're not patriotic i don't give a crap i mean how many you know they love flags right well what what stars on the flag don't they like then? Take, so, take those stars off. You know, blue states, red state. If we get the, um, if we eliminate the blue states, we hardly have any death. Remember when Twitler said that? Because, you know, the, you don't count. Some people um, just don't deserve to be considered part of the community. This is what Republicans have been hearing. So when they hear things like, well, if you take the blue states out, we have uh, hardly any death. When you're the effing president, so-called, of the, you, the entire country, if we take the blue states out, Jesus Christ. But here's Dan Crenshaw. Where is this damn thing? So when Dan who thinks he's, I mean, he, they really are legends in their own mind. He's the guy that, <clears throat> one of his campaign videos was um, created as an action trailer. And it's pretty, it's really ridiculous. Like Dan Crenshaw's flying out of, jumping out of planes, flying through on a motorcycle, through flames. I mean, it's just ridiculous. That's who they think they are. But it's all, it's a caricature because they're infants. They're, they really are like toddlers. And that's, it's not surprising. They have a hard time with um, adulting. 
And that's what it means. If you're a patriot, you call yourself a patriot. You know, when you're a kid, that means you're like USA, USA, right? And you're wearing your your red, white, and blue T-shirt. And you're good, but you can't really articulate or comprehend what it what that means. That with um, with with civilization you want to have the benefits of civilization then you also have the responsibilities that we have to each other but republicans have taken the word freedom and they've redefined it into freedom means that i don't have to do a goddamn thing for my country or community i am free except Oh, but we all have to provide um, the infrastructure for you, right? We all, we, we have to do the work of freedom. You know, we have to pay the price so they can be free and sit on their asses and not participate. If that was only it, though, you know, if it was only that they sat on their asses and didn't participate, they're out there harassing people. And the best thing I saw in Joe Biden's speech was when he was he was angry and said, show some respect. Yeah, I, I, I'm sick of them. Who isn't? The, the tantrums, it's out of control, but it's a symptom of a dying country. It really is. Normal. You, you think this is happening in New Zealand? Is this happening in Denmark? Or the or, or Finland or the countries that are always in the top ten happiest nations is that happening there? Where are, I know that there are assholes everywhere. We don't have the corner market on assholes, but now our assholes, our human are not not the literal assholes, the <laughs> the Republican ones, are just out there like the, a bunch of flying monkeys. Making everybody, everybody's life miserable, shoving their bullshit down everybody's throats. That's another, um, you know, freedom isn't free. That's freedom, right? We we get to be who we want to be. We get to um, live our lives without having to conform to republicanism or be threatened and harassed and followed. By, by somebody going, take off your mask. Oh, I hate them. My name is Tara Devlin. Thanks for hanging out. Oh, and I for, almost forgot. Before I, I, I forget. I, <laughs> I don't see Joey Bay in the chat, but I received a gift from Joey, a very unique gift from Joey, who is, Joey's a national treasure. Honestly, he's he's great. He he's uh, you want to talk about patriotism? He's a true American patriot. But he sent me this. <laughs> I have it in the plastic because it's a it's a license plate for a bicycle and it has some zip ties and I don't want to lose them, so I have it in there. But you see what he he bought me or sent me? <laughs> Tarabuster. It's a it's a license plate for my bike my bike. Tarabuster, please become a patron. And I don't know how he knew I have a red car, too. So that kind of looks like my red car. But thank you, Joey. 
That was, <laughs> that's probably the most unique gift I've ever received. <laughs> this is, this will, maybe it'll be on, this might be my tombstone. We'll hang this on my tombstone when I finally croak out. When I, or stroke out, whatever comes first. Right, I'm just trying to find these Dan Crenshaw tweets because it's so, that's so typical. Come on, Dan Crenshaw. Why, you know? Okay, here it is. I'll show you my screen. Hold on, hold on. Let's do this. That's why I'm saying if we need we need a producer that's all it's just part we have to deal with it right that's what it is you gotta push buttons look at this shit oh wow this one really triggered the left-wing authoritarians you see i mean they're it's unreal they it's like i'm rubber you're glue whatever you say Sticks, bounces off of me and sticks to you. That's the Republican strategy. Oh, you're not. Um, this election bill, this anti-voting bill that we're inflicting on the country, it's not Jim Crow 2.0. You're Jim Crow 2.0. It's fucking amazing. Oh, this isn't the big lie. The big lie is you saying that the election isn't stolen. That's what... The Republicans are doing. They're trying to flip it. So, oh, I'm not an authoritarian. Trump's not the authoritarian. The one who is literally trying to overthrow a Democratic election, small d Democratic election that he lost. He's not the authoritarian. Biden is because he wants us to stick together and they want us to he expects us to step up in this crisis and do our patriotic duty i don't think that's too much to ask right with great power comes great responsibility you want to live in a civilization I mean, this, this is the thing it's like a fish swimming in water doesn't realize it's in water or whatever that is i suppose the republicans think that all of the the trappings of civilization are they just sprung up out of nowhere um maybe some billionaire felt generous and wanted to trickle s some some infrastructure upon them i but that's probably what they think and it's just there for the taking it's like nature right? an apple grows off a tree just pluck it eat it oh throw the rind away who cares so that uh, and moving on moving on this doing whatever the hell they want doing and never ever giving a crap about how they affect things that's the other thing they're so unconscious as well it's incredibly tedious but so dan crenshaw where is it oh he's professional victim here let's just go through this for a se for a second this tweet for example this is professional victimitis in action. This is, so Dan Crenshaw retweeted this, saying that Yamish Alcindor, who is a NBC reporter, um, they place these tweets side by side. Oh, when it's Trump, 
Okay, so Yamish Alcindor tweets, President Trump says he will override the governors if they don't follow new CDC guidance and open places of worship this weekend. Okay, context, the 10th Amendment of the Constitution says powers not delegated to federal government are reserved to the states. Okay, boom, next. When it's Biden, Biden goes after GOP govs without saying names, saying talk about bullying schools. If these governors won't help us beat the pandemic, I will use my powers as president to get them out of the way. He added the federal government will restore 100 percent of pay for anyone targeted by uh, over mandates. And of course, it's not it's there. Those two are absolutely not the same thing, but they'd like to cr- conflate them as if it's equal. The difference is Trump was trying to open um, places of worship in the height of the pandemic before the vaccine, endangering the American people. Whereas, conversely, Biden is trying to He's doing his job to protect the American people from the filthy bastards who won't do their part. You know what I mean? Like, so here you have Trump pushing people out, saying, get out there. I love, remember, Easter Sunday is a very special day for me. Get get out there. He wanted everybody out, everybody in the packed churches. No masks, no vaccine at the time. Not that they're taking it now, but so to kill more people. That's why he left over 600,000 corpses behind him when he left, when he, when he uh, destroyed, took a dump on this country. But that's, those two are not the same, and they don't seem to get that. It's not the same when you're trying to kill somebody. We're trying to protect the country. And get through this pandemic. I mean, it's an international embarrassment. I'm embarrassed. I really am to be an American. I don't know about you. I feel embarrassed. The rest of the world is looking at us like, what the hell? And you want to have, you know, they talked about the, the 20th century is the American century. That's over. We're done. That we will not, if, we won't have an American century, if we even survive, that's still up for debate. You think about the things that we accomplished in the American century. They call it the American century because, you know, the Americans helped um, defeat fascism. Now we're emboldening it, emboldening it at home. We sent, we sent men to the moon. Now we're funneling money into the billionaire coffers so they can jerk each other off in space while not giving a shit about Earth. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. So, hold on. Here we go. Here's some of these, these Dan Crenshaw tweets. Wait, where's the one? I wanted to look. The one he was asking about. Wait, hold on a second. Oh boy. Let's see. Is he trying? What did he say? Is he trying to? He was basically threatening us. And 
Where is it? We will, oh no. <laughs> Here we go. Republicans vow mass disobedience and lawsuits and fight against va Biden's vaccine mandate. In a prime example of post-Trump presidency rapid response, Republican lawmakers and conservative pundits greeted President Biden's newly announced federal vaccine requirements with alarm. Biden, <clears throat> well, let me see, despite strong sport, support for vaccines and vaccine mandates across the American public, um, the right almost immediately turned to warnings of tyranny and calls for massive disobedience. I hope they do it. Don't you? That's what I, when I heard they were calling for mass civil disobedience, I was like, oh, goody. Yay. I love to see that. Be they, they're so misguided. It would be so funny they're, to hold sit-ins or whatever they want to do. Is that what you want to do? Go for it. Do some sit-ins, you know, sit-downs or whatever you want to do. But, but for them, they wouldn't engage in peaceful mass civil disobedience. That's the only drawback, I suppose. They are a violent mob. And they, like children yet again, they're not able to parse the difference. So when they say, let's engage in civil disobedience, they immediately bring out the tasers and the bear spray. When what happens with, uh, with when liberals, what, what do liberals do? We, well, we, we engage in uh, sit downs or, you know, stuff like that. So Dan Crenshaw writes, are you people trying, this is on Twitter, are you people trying to start a full-on revolt? And he, he tweeted this in response, where is it? Ah. To Philip... Wegman writing Biden to direct the Labor Department to develop a rule requiring any report re, any employer with a hundred or more employees to get their workforce vaccinated. And Dan Crenshaw responds, Are you people trying to start a full-on revolt? You people? Who's you people? That that is what you say when you're not part of those people. So you think, what do you you're, you're not an American? What people? That's your president, asshole. The one who received the most votes. Honestly, what the hell is wrong with Democrats? Leave people the hell alone. This is insanity. This is what he writes. Are you people trying to start a full-on revolt? What is that? That's a threat, ladies and gentlemen. There's no other way to decipher that. Are you going to revolt? But I keep saying, don't worry about it. We don't care if you want to revolt or secede. Just secede already. Get the hell out. Go. Just go already. And then he writes, mandates are cheap governance. The right path is built upon. Okay, listen to this. The right path, because Republicans always know what's right, right? The right path is built upon Get ready. Explaining, 
my god. Educating? <laughs> um, and building trust, including explaining the risks, benefits, pros, cons, in an honest way, so a person can make their own decision. We've been doing that. We've tried that. The Biden administration has completely failed at that in that regard. It's like they set you up for failure and then they point, you're failing, you're failing. It's amazing. It's absolutely un, un, unbelievable. It's not, a, I, I, I can't find the right words because it's not unbelievable. It's typical. It's expected, but the, the bar just keeps getting lower and lower. That's probably what, to me, is unbelievable. It's, 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 it's really, we're in big trouble. I, I don't know how else to say it. All the symptoms are there for this country to go to authoritarianism, period. For these, for these Republicans, if they are successful, if they win power, in the next couple of years, in the midterms, we're done, guys. We are effing done. I swear to God, if that happens, I don't know what I will do. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I mean, not anything violent, of course, but I'm talking about, will I get the hell out of here? I don't know. Maybe I, the only thing at times that holds me back is because I'm, I'm old. I'm like, I can't pick up and start new somewhere. At this age, <clears throat> Joe Biden is threatening the unvaccinated more than he's threatening the Taliban, says Jesse Waters. It's incredible. The threats, it never stops. They keep coming with the threats. And this is supposed to be normal. And the, as they talk about patriotism and America and love in America and freedom and they're not they have they have no clue freedom isn't selfishness everything to them it's, that's what it boils down to it's racism it's selfishness and well that's all mixed together they're dumbasses they don't want to share a civilization with uh, with anybody else but themselves but their own kind they are they lack the the ability to function in a democracy that's actually working see they can only function in a democracy that is in, engaged in uh, domestic terrorism against targeted minority groups which is not a democracy they can only function when they're um when the pe when the country isn't functioning <laughs> So that says it all. Where's my montage? I got a montage here of all these somewhere. Oh, well, this is Justin Trudeau doing what we all need to do. And maybe when I saw this, I got, I got some hope because Justin Trudeau called out one of Canada's right-wing propaganda outlets and 
Well, let's listen. Let him talk. Hold on. Your, I won't call it a media organization. Your group of uh, individuals uh, need to take accountability for uh, some of the polarization that we're seeing in this country. And I think Canadians uh, are cluing into the fact that uh, there is a really important decision we take about the kind of country we want to see. And I salute all extraordinary hardworking journalists that put science and facts at the heart of what they do and ask me tough questions every day, uh, but make sure that they are educating and informing Canadians from a broad range of perspectives, which is the last thing that you guys do. <laughs> Hello. That's what has to happen. Call them out. Enough. Enough is enough. We can't allow the poison in, in our body politic any longer. It needs to be crushed legally and peacefully, forcibly and without apology. The lies, the 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 framing, the, you know, the, just the bullshit. That's why the whole thing with going on, what's going on in Texas with abortion and Republicans coming for abortion for for women's autonomy is it's also it's um it 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 is emblematic of the fact that. They, um, you know, they're out of control and that they're targeting the Constitution and we just can't tolerate it. There has to be a, a collective pushback and we all have to just say enough because on one hand, this is where I get a little bit of hope. Maybe, maybe, maybe we've reached our limit. I don't think so, though. No, the, the other part of me is like, no, no, it's not true. We might. I don't know. All right. Listen, let me. Uh, we got a caller on the line. Let's get to our. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Hey, did you just hang up? I had there was a caller and then, then he hung up. Oh, wait, are you here? OK, here. White rabbit. Yes. Yeah. Are you there? Right. <laughs> okay. I'm here. Yeah. Okay, good. You hear me. Great. I'm just checking. That's all. Well, I hear you. Thank you. Because I saw that there was a call and then it was dropped, but you called back. So that's great. White Rabbit, thank you so much for all your support of the show. And um, you said you want to call in with your 9-11 story. So yeah. Let's, uh, so um, are you in, <laughs> so let, let, let me, uh, you know, let's hear what it, where, what is your 9-11 story, I'm sorry. Okay, so it's kind of strange and convoluted. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Um, at the time, my partner worked in New York. I got up in the morning. Oh, and by the way, I'm not originally from California. I'm from South Central Pennsylvania, about an hour 20 oh, wow. outside of a place called Shanksville. Mm, mm, and mm. Um, the morning that this happened, I was watching it happen on the Today Show. I watched the towers come down. I watched a plane that was supposed to have my partner on it. Smash wow. into Tower 2. Holy. The nonstop from JFK to SFO. But got, luckily, she's pissed. She told the boss to take a fly and leave. Holy and shit. And didn't go to New York that day. But I thought, I need to call the family and make sure that if anybody knows, they're okay. Wow. At the time, my mother-in-law ran a daycare center. 
And she did not know because, of course, you know, you don't have the kids watching the news. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. At the time, my father-in-law was a volunteer firefighter and rescue worker. Mm. I called and I said, don't worry. She's not on the flight. Everybody's okay. Wow. Here. Stuck in San Francisco. Obviously, they stopped the trains. They stopped public transport getting out. And she says, I don't know what happened. I said, I just watched the tower came down. And I said, she says, well, there's a lot of going on here. She says, we just got to notice all departments, all areas are converging. She says, they're going down past Johnstown. They're going to the mines. There is a plane crash. Wow. Now, simultaneously, I'm watching the Today Show, and I hear them saying, there's a fourth plane. It's gone. It's missing. We have no idea where it is. It just dropped off the radar. It dropped off the face of the earth. And I said to my mother-in-law, I said, where is my dad going? And she said, he's going to Shakespeare. Oh, my God. And I thought, Jesus Christ, I know where that plane is. Oh, my God. Hold on, White Rabbit. We'll be right back. Sure. All right, we're back. And... This is Tara Devlin, Unapologetic Liberal Talk. We're talking to a caller, White Rabbit, with her um, her 9-11 story. So your partner was supposed to be on the the plane that went Flight into... Flight 93. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And my father-in-law that morning got called out as volunteer firefighters and, and rescue workers converged. Um, and what you have to understand is that area is highly rural. So when you have to call somebody, it is going to take some time to get there. But when I was listening to them kind of prattling on about that, mm. I just, that's the only thing I thought was, oh my God, I know where that plane is. I know wow. where it landed. That's insane. And years later, one of those conspiracy kooks was like, oh, the, no plane crash in Shanksville. I was like, you stupid oh, beep. Wow. Whatever word. The more obscene, the better. <laughs> exactly. And I said, my father and I, yeah, I knew men that walked away from that crash. When the feds came, they kind of had the volunteers back off. Mm. But these these people who had who went there, men and women both, just to look at that crash to this day, and it just, just makes you wonder how kind of tenuous and random life is. If it wasn't right. for a weird rant with the boss yeah. or a problem with the boss, you know, I'm not going on this trip. My right. partner would be dead. My mm. father-in-law would be picking up pieces of bodies in Shanksville. Wow. You know, it, it, so. Yeah, I mean, you talk to that, and it's funny because, I mean, I feel bad. Some of these kids that got sent to Afghanistan and Iraq for no damn reason. Right. My God, they, they weren't born when this happened. Exactly. And, and, you know, they were lucky enough. But I, I tell everybody, it's like, please remember that, that, again, this is just random. Mm. And I think probably what it pisses me off the most, aside from the conspiracy kooks, mm -hmm. is that everybody, particularly the Republicans, want to weep and wail and bang the drum and capitalize and monetize and exploit mm. this to yep. maximum benefit to yep. themselves, mm -hmm. not to help American people, not to keep anybody safe. None of these wars, none of the, the $300 million a day in Afghanistan, not keeping us safe. Right. And it's as though they don't care. Mm. But if they can make a buck off this. Yeah. It's my insane. Goodness, you know, they're going to swoop in. It's They're disgusting. Vultures. Exactly. That's what it's just mm -hmm. a, absolutely disgusting. They turn everything into a transaction and they play on the patriotism and and the heartstrings and the fear, of course, of uh, of the American people. And that's just malpractice. It is. It's political malpractice. And all and why and it's so important to get people who have have morality to ha who have a center of who aren't just greed centered assholes you have to have people who have 
who have some sense of altruism to it to represent you don't you think i mean what what is wrong with us I, it's 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 unbelievable to me yeah i don't want to hear about congress anymore to me the people of honor were the people who said like you that got pissed off or Tulsi Gabbard who picked up pissed off picked up a gun and said we're going to sort this out you know that they were the volunteers that went there that day before they you know the tsa came and had them back off who were looking for something anybody you know who survived and picking mm. and, and seeing literally pieces of bodies mm. and driver's licenses oh. these are real people that, yeah. that died yeah. in this thing it's horrible and then, you know, I hear these people go on and, and cry their crocodile tears. And I think probably the most offensive thing out of this whole thing is one that's dairy country. And we have an expression, you know, the difference between 9-11 and a dairy cow. We stopped milking that cow after about 10 years. Yeah. We let her retire. <laughs> they right. don't because it's a cruel process. I don't oh. need to tell you. But that and to have derpy a bush of all the goddamn people, mm. this war criminal, yep. this vagrant who should never have been there. Yep. This man who got us into two wars, killed millions of Iraqis, killed almost 10,000 Americans. And to have him go and try to do any sort of speech, his only speech should have been, I'm sorry, you right. start throwing eggs. That's right. That should That's have been right. his speech. Yeah, it's disgusting. That... heavier than an egg, if you yep. like. And, and it's not just the, the illegal war he lied us into. And then denigrating our good name all over the globe by allowing torture... It, I mean, just devaluing whatever whatever our nation of laws is by yeah. embarrassing us even further on the uh, and and just not even embarrassing. It's disgrace, disgracing us by turning America into that torture nation. And it, the thing that um, I remember reading something about film. People make uh, in in the uh, in the Middle East uh, the films that were being made in the Middle East that th when people were making sort of like high you know Hollywood type films I'm not sure, I mean this was a while ago I don't have the uh, the link or anything in front of me but they were saying that in these films the Americans are the bad guys so it's like you have the films that where the, you have the Nazis you have the Germans are the bad guys and you, you immediately recognize them as the bad guys right and that's what's going on yeah. they're making they're making films and and you know they're telling stories and in these stories the Americans are the are the uh the bad guys and it's just you know, it kind of sucks. It's not like, it's not band of brothers. We're not the good guys. How, what we tell ourselves, how can we be the good guys when we're waterboarding people, when we're not even following our own laws that we helped write? The Geneva Conventions. I, I, it, it's our, um, you know, it, it's the hypocrisy of that. But it's another example of Republicans. They can't function in a nation of laws, they need an authoritarian state because a nation of laws is too, it takes too much work for them. They can't follow, I mean, there's, they, because they're so, um, they're such infants and they're so, um, you know, propagandized by their, by whatever they all the stories they tell themselves about how, you know, Hollywood and what it means to be a hero they think that, you know, that this is how you behave, that you just, you're, you're an asshole, you torture people. That's what toughness is. And it's not. It's absolutely weak. And, um, yeah, that's why I guess 
you know, I do what I do doing the show. You guys, you know, we do the show together to change that paradigm. It's really about yeah, what is the meaning of life. You that got a lot of nerve. Mm, yeah. Mm. That's a push on a lot of nerve showing up there. I you know. know. Biden, Biden who voted for the stupid wars after this. And they're saying, well, what we're supposed to do, we went to get Bin Laden. I'm like, actually, what you should have done was what he feared the most, which was drag his ass into the Hague and try him yep. and humiliate that's him it. before 8 billion people. That's, that's what, what should have happened. That's what should have happened. That's and what we, he feared the most. Yep. And he wouldn't have had his new Pearl Harbor, his unifying moment to change regimes in, our, in Iraq. And they had already sliced up Iraq into um, who was going to get what oil field, too. They had that map, which was declassified through the Freedom of Information Act, Cheney, and, you know, they all, they divvied up Iraq in the days following September 11th. And actually, no, not following, before. They, the, the very first... It was before that. Yes. The, now that I'm, uh, I'm remembering, the very first national security meeting was not about what um, the, uh, the outgoing administration had warned them about, it was they they wanted to focus on iraq how do you connect and and then after september 11th um bush ordered them to find a connection i, I just saw what's his name andy card or whatever he was um he actually admitted this saying that george bush said to after 9-11 saying what where, where, where is the iraq connection and he said there is none and Bush repeated, yeah. where is the Iraq connection? And he got the he got the message. So fix the facts around the policy. And how many had to die for that lie? I mean, they play so e easily with our blood. They make me sick. And um, Republican, like, like George W. Bush's speech, too. The other thing, when he was saying, he was going on saying how... Um, he uh, something about how um we you know islam is a nation of peace remember at the time he was saying that we um americans didn't turn against muslims in particular this is you know i'm just paraphrasing what he's saying from his speech like he's he was rewriting history there too yes george bush said things um, to the public saying Islam is a nation of peace. It's these are radicals. These are uh, um, evildoers and trying to um, separate the, the actions of these, of this minority uh, with an entire population of people. And um, yeah, uh, that's not even true though, because the anti uh, the Islamophobia w is out of control and is still is it, it's gotten even worse now, so he's rewriting history and trying to paint himself in some kind of light where um, he you know he set us up for success somehow when that's the furthest thing from the truth. It's true. The yeah, fact what also is galling is that the media has been complicit in mm -hmm. this. And they're trying to rehabilitate Rumsfeld. Yes. They're trying to rehabilitate Bush. Yes. Even Petraeus. Petraeus, the minute he found out that they basically had plans to go into all these Middle East nations without any sort of reason or a foundation for this, he said, oh, yeah, we're going to go into Iraq. And you know, they had that whole list of countries. They said, we're going to knock over these countries 
in this amount of years. He should have immediately been at the press saying, this is ridiculous. This right. is not, this shouldn't have been the objective. Exactly. If someone did us wrong, okay, go get that person. Yep. But other than that, I said, and I just, I, it frustrates me because he's just walking around like, I'm a wartime president. No, honey, right. you're a war criminal. <laughs> right. So I'm a war president. A leap down. Oh my God. Yeah, I'm a wartime president. No, you are not. And I said, oh. you the audacity. It's like, no, the people who decided that if we're going to die, we're going to take the least amount of people with us. Those people were heroes. Mm. You know, 62-year-old men with arthritis literally walking through rubble. Mm. The miners who came out of the mines that try to search for survivors. Those people are heroes. George Bush can stick his head in the toilet and flush until it knocks <laughs> really or shuts him up. Oh. I don't care which. Right. And, and just the entire... Uh, the, the fact that he spent the last 20 years painting the toes of or painting pictures of toes of um you know and take or, or painting pictures of veterans who he's he's mutilated he mutilated the ground, yeah. yeah well yeah he he and he invites these uh, um amputees and whatnot to his house to do a bike ride okay yeah he's like i must make him feel good how how do you sleep at night you sent people to lie i mean to die for a lie i, I don't get it it's yeah. so cavalier and and then you get the you have the balls to go out there sleeps like a baby right yeah. i'm yeah, sure he does sleep like a baby wake up every two hours screaming <laughs> wake up every two hours screaming. that's good that's, that's good that's a good one yeah. <laughs> well thank you so much for your for sharing that story that's sure. chilling honestly my god I mean, your partner. She must. What? What? What's her re reaction to this? This must mean. I, I mean, it, it what was, a what a new a, perspective I, on life, frankly, really. Yeah. To this day, yeah. To this day, neither one. As I said, it tells you how tenuous and how weird and random things are. So mm -hmm. that's but right. It's not random, and I must say this. Yeah. What is not random? I must say this before you go. Remember, the content on this show is brought to you by you. So if you like what everybody's laying down, please like, share, subscribe support through patreon and you know sell george bush's kidneys and donate the money to terror buster and the liberal media <laughs> you're right thank you you I, I need to get you to yeah. do some some uh some ads for the show you you, Bumpers, you, yeah. you got a good radio <laughs> I to, voice i used to do that i really you, yeah, okay I used to do that for a living yeah wow are you kidding yeah. me okay well we might have to talk yeah. and uh... i used to do radio and television <laughs> and one of the reasons i had to get out was knowing how skeevy and corrupt that some of this coverage and some mm. of the mainstream media is right. and again that, that makes me very angry because they have also been complicit in this and they've oh, yeah. also dishonored the deaths of these people in their treatment of this subject and mm -hmm. again not holding everyone accountable from right. the, the, yeah, the stupid jerkwads who gave these guys you know flight school training yes. right down to derpy bush who is mm. an idiot and and you know, cheney too should be hanging from his toes right yeah. oh god cheney you know what? This Cheney is proof that evil never dies, and yeah. that if you sacrifice so many souls to Satan and steal the heart of an orphan, you too can live forever, right. even though you're a vile piece of filth from the right. bowels of hell. It's amazing. He's still going, and he doesn't even have a heart. He yeah. doesn't have a heart. He's got like a oh, mechanical yeah, he, heart. Yeah, he's still around. Yeah, it's an incredible. And and these and so many decent, great people are in their cold early graves because of them. And it's and what would Cheney say to mm -hmm. that? So, 
Right. That's what he said. Right. So that's what he said. Yeah, and he's right? definitely yeah, like now everybody's screaming about the deficit and Cheney. Oh, God. He wanted to basically put all these people on the ground was like, oh, deficits don't matter. Right. But now we got to. Ma- yeah, it matters again. Now again. American kids. So, right. So, how about, how about we just yeah, beat that's your daughter in so public? She's a piece of trash. Gross. Uh, it's just to think about it. It's so vile. And that's and then they go on about Jesus and oh, God, it's everything about them makes me sick. Frankly, it really does. It's, and worse than that, it makes the yeah. entire country sick, and uh, by extension, Earth. So, all right. Well, thank you so much for sharing that story. That's absolutely chilling. And wow. Um, I'm uh, I'm just you know glad that that happened and, and in fact I actually know somebody too who um, went to who worked in the World Trade Center but the E train was stuck in the tunnel or something and was late and would have been mm-hmm. on uh, the floor that got hit if she wasn't stuck on the train when you know on September 11th and that's just yeah I'm sure there are other stories like that but get but not taking that flight that is talk about dodging a bullet oh my god yeah Uh, terrifying last minute canceled the trip to New York yeah so this is really strange that and watching all this happening live on television going oh god I know where that last plane is wow Wow. I know exactly yeah and I'm I'm not with the TSA or anything but I know where the last plane is wow unbelievable literally above the minors Mm, yeah. Mm, mm. All, All right, right. White Thanks Rabbit. Keep busting, and I will. Yeah, Thank you. We'll catch up with you guys later. I'll, I'll talk yep. to you later. Bye. Thank you so much. Mm. That was White Rabbit, a supporter of Tarabuster and one of the Tarabuster community, OG Tarabuster community, in the chat room at youtube.com slash C for channel slash Tarabuster. Let me just check the time. Let me see. Because I want to, the other thing I want to talk about, I don't is well i mean basically we were going to talk about 9-11 and how republicans um used our collective trauma to inflict more trauma upon us and that's what they do we could have done if we had uh, emotional intelligence people like to talk a lot about that nowadays i i i I agree i think emotional intelligence is key you have to have leaders with a sense of uh, of emotional intelligence do you think trump has emotional intelligence he's a he's an uh, out of control toddler who's never been disciplined he's disgusting so you need to have some you need you when you send people to represent you, you don't you want to send the best People, oh, it's just, it reminds me of the um, Iroquois Confederacy. Well, in many Native American cultures, we know about the seventh generation principle where decisions would be made in, re- they, if it, um, in regard to how it affected the seventh generation out. We don't even look seven generations, seven seconds or seven minutes much less seven generations into the future. Oh boy, who gives a shit about that, right? They only look at uh, at, uh, the seventh generation when they're trying to screw us up, like when they throw that poison pill bill into the the post office to try to destroy it, to, to mandate that the post office pays 75 years of health benefits in 10 years. 
So things, but that's what we have to, we, we have to consider the bigger picture, but if you're only worried about yourself, that's absolutely impossible. So the, the, this is when I, when I'm watching the corporate media coverage of 9-11, the 9-11 um, memorials and whatnot, I just kept thinking that it's, you know, like what White, White Rabbit said, it's the media is part of the problem. The media enables this. They never hold any of these politicians truly accountable. They, they're the ones that frame everything as this both sides bullshit. As if both sides, well, the left says, and the right says this, and the left says that, and the far left says this, and the far, there is no, and when we know there's no far left, then this is, it, it's a goddamn ridiculous framing since we're, this country is so goddamn right right now that we're, we're about to tip over. Jesus Christ. My name is Tara Devlin, and oh, the other thing I have to say, another plug, Tom Hartman's coming on the show Wednesday night. This Wednesday at 8.30, Tom will be, we'll be discussing Tom Hartman's new book, The Hidden History of American Healthcare, and I'm really looking forward to it, because healthcare is one of the things that you guys know I'm, I'm, I, I want to see happen in this country, and it's all, it's not just about it, um, the physical health of people, of course, it is about that too, but it's about our emotional health and our mental health, not just by being able to go to a shrink, but the, um, the, uh, it's a healing thing, um, literally and figuratively. This country, we know, is divided. So they keep crying about we're so divided. What do we do? We're divided. This is what I hear on the media, of course, corporate media. They're like, well, well this country's so divided as if the, the and this is the, the, when they say we're so divided as if the right wingers have a legitimate stance. You know what I mean? They don't. Everything that they're divided over or crying over or whining over it, is bullshit. They're whining about having to take a vaccine that over 4 billion Americans, uh, not Americans, <laughs> humans have taken. We would already, I mean, taken without incident. We'd, we'd already know if um, we were being tracked by Bill Gates at this point, don't you think? It's like Bill Gates has the time to track 4 billion people. Who gives a shit? Nobody wants to track you. I, I, I want them to go to, away. Why, why would I want to, why, who wants to track them? That's so baffling. But, well, Tom Hartman wrote an article a couple of days ago. And I want to talk about it. But because it's true. The, he's, wait, here it is. This is a symptom. The, the the bad behavior, the tantrums, the threats, the ongoing insurrection. It's it's a symptom of how um, 
how much trouble we are in. This isn't happening in countries that are functioning. It wouldn't be tolerated. We wouldn't tolerate the tantrums, the screaming, the um, over bullshit, too. Because nobody, what the F? It's not like someone's taking them to put them in an internment camp. We just want you to wear a piece of cloth on your effing lie hole while you're in public. So here's on, uh, where was it? September, well, yesterday, Tom Harmon writes, why threats of violence are epidemic in America. We're witnessing the symptoms of a culture going through the early stages of a transition from democracy to oligarchy. It quite literally starts with average people random, randomly behaving like asses. So Tom Harmon writes, I'm sitting in my home office working on the next morning's daily rant when I hear what sounded like a man in my driveway yelling at the top of his voice, you effing C-word, and other female-specific obscenities. Walking to the window, I saw this guy in his 40s, red face, giving my wife the finger with both hands and cursing her out as he <laughs> climbed into his car and sque squealed out of the driveway. Louise... Tom Harmon's wife, it turns out, had invited a local contractor to give us a bid on some repairs, and she very nicely asked him before letting him into the house if he was vaccinated. He exploded and marched back to his car, screaming curses at her. In all her years on the planet, including as a CEO of three different companies, that was the first time in her entire life that a man had ever behaved like that like such an ass towards her. In Tennessee, and then he goes through some examples of other asses running around. In Tennessee, a high school student testifies, when we talked about this the other day, to a, to a school board meeting that his grandmother had just died of COVID and he begs his school to mandate masks so his other grandmother isn't next. He's shouted down, laughed at, and heckled by smirking unmasked adults. On JetBlue, what's become a new rite of passage, it seems, for flight attendants, blows into life as a man screams obscenities when asked to leave a plane because he refused to properly wear a mask. You know, that's the other thing they do, like toddlers. And they'll just wear it and hang it down on their chin. And then if you say, you know, it doesn't really work when it's on your chin, asshole. They're like, well, you leave out the asshole. You say that in your head. But they're like freedom and then they throw a uh, i don't know they throw a lot whatever is it nailed down at you and then they scream about the constitution and freedom and and maga they go maga trump 2020 no 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 i guess they'll say trump 2024 now but that's all they they have to say we, we know this too remember on sometimes we get some trumpanzies in the chat what do they do do they behave like like humans? Do they have anything to say? That's why I think if a Republican ever had anything intelligent to say, I might actually faint. For real, I would. I want them to not be a bunch of assholes. Who wants to live like this? It's not like I get any pleasure in this. I would much rather be doing a podcast about community cats or something, or animals. Right? Mark... Our millennial correspondent, he'd much rather be doing a, a, a podcast not about how to fight fascism. He probably would rather do something, uh, who knows, about animal. I don't know. But that's what 
happens when you have a functioning civilization. You get to do other things ex other than fight fascism. But when fascism is breathing down your neck, everything's off the table. That's the fire. It has to be put out. So, and this is what we're trying to do. But I don't know if this is the last gasp of the assholes for a while. I mean, because assholes will always resurge. You know, maybe in the, uh, the next generation, assholes are, have been, you know, they crawled out of the primordial ooze with us too. So, <sighs> God. All right. In Olympia, Washington, a group of thugs goes looking for a fight when Antifa fails to show up. This is, this is hilarious. A bunch of ass... I mean, this is... And it goes to show you, again, the disingenuousness of Republicans and their ubiquitous Antifa threat, focusing everything, pretending that Antifa is an organization that is actually this ubiquitous, um, overarching threat that's going to destroy America. Antifa. That doesn't exist. So these assholes challenged Antifa, I guess, online. They said, Antifa, meet us on the corner of the Sharks and Jets Way. You know, I hurt my hand, so that's why. I, I wear these because when I'm on the computer, I don't like my um, my wrists rubbing on the, on the desk. It really it irritates my hands, but I hurt my hand, so... That's why I can't snap. <laughs> I bang my hand on the uh, on my bike. But <clears throat> anyway, it's like do 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 bam 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 bam. Come on, Antifa, boy, boy, crazy Antifa, get cool, Antifa, boom boom, get proud, boys, boom boom, easy. Does it? Beasy buzz it. <laughs> Turn off the juice, boy. But anyway, they they um they invited Antifa. <laughs> Not invited. They de they demanded Antifa meet them like men, like the m men that they are, and and have a a a fight <laughs> on the street because that's how you solve your differences here in the United States of serfs and lords, right? I challenge you. Why don't they challenge them to a thumb war? Why don't, why don't we just solve our differences that way? One, two, three, four. I challenge you to a thumb war. But when the assholes, the proud boys, <laughs> the incels, they're not proud, they're just incels, um, invited it or demanded Antifa meet them. Antifa never showed up, <laughs> funny enough, because Antifa is not an organization. It's an ideology. So who's going to show up? It's not like there's a leader going, okay, Joe, Mary, Sue, Frank, you guys, meet the Proud Boys on the corner. I'm going to sit here sending out our marketing emails. My name is Tara Devlin. Thanks for hanging out. I'm very sorry the show goes by so fast on Saturdays, especially. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin, just like White Rabbit said, and we will win. Okay? 
we're on the right side of history. They know that. That's why they have to pretend they're normal like us. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, democracy, and humanity. We will win. We stick together. We win. I didn't say my name. I'll see you soon. I forgot that. Okay, who cares? Well, I ran out of time. So as Tom Hartman, getting back to Tom Hartman's article. So in Olympia, Washington, a group of thugs goes looking for a fight when Antifa fails to show up. <laughs> of course, they're not going to show up because it doesn't exist. How much longer, guys? How much goddamn longer? Undeterred. Wait, hold on a second. I'm just going to make sure there's nobody else on the phone. Who's on the phone? Nobody. All right. If anybody, uh, uh, um, yeah, I guess I'll just cut the phones at this point. Since the show is whittling down, the times are ticking away. We will cut the phones. Boop, boop. Bye-bye. Well, thank you, White Rabbit. We'll open the phones. I will open them more often. <clears throat> and we'll get to talk more often. I think that's a good idea. Um, so undeterred, the proud pricks marched around the town with clubs and flags and baseball bats looking for people to pick fights with until a local non-Antifa person, apparently disguised and feeling threatened by their behavior, finally pulls out a gun and shoots one of them in the foot. Okay, well, and Tom Harmon writes, the story is still evolving. It's possible the guy shot himself in the foot. So there are conflicting reports. In Fort Collins, Colorado, a man harasses a group of women suntanning on the beach for wearing pornographic bathing suits just for doing their civic... Um, wait, 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 wait. Sorry. I, uh, yes, yes. Refusing to leave when they asked him to go away, he says, this is America. Okay. They, the, the, the girls, the, the young women sunning themselves on the beach, trying to enjoy a nice beach day in their short, in the life, you know, this period of time that we share, this blip that goes by in an instant. So these young women are, are sharing a nice day with their friends, having a good time on the beach, and here comes an asshole, a Republican, to start telling them they shouldn't be wearing bikinis they should be wearing one pieces because um guys are going to get too turned on and that's not jesus oh my god <clears throat> do you, you do you have any I, I mean you don't need any other examples that the republicans really are um incapable of functioning in a democracy in a free democratic society you can you can love jesus you can um not wear a bikini on the beach don't wear a bikini. you don't like bikinis don't wear one but that that's not yours yours to dictate but not according to right-wingers Across the nation, hundreds of poll workers and election officials endure daily death threats and violent harassment just for doing their civic duty. And at school boards, of course, they're under daily assault in a similar fashion. And these are just stories from the past week. 
The continuous and increasing use of violence and threats of violence have become epidemic across America since 2016, and it's not because of frustration with the pandemic. This is what happens in every country when it begins making the transition from being a democratic and generally polite and respectful culture into one that embraces authoritarianism and fascism. Absolutely. He is nailing this, of course. And it always starts from the top down. Leadership sets the initial tone. And then just like in companies and families, every, it follows. Their followers um, take suit. In our case, these people are imitating Donald Trump. Our best hope is that President Biden's reasonable and compassionate example can help the nation turn against it, although Trump imitating governors and their other elected officials are making it very difficult. Uh, Jesus Christ. In Hungary, roaming bands of thugs with torches threatened to burn the homes of Roma people as Viktor Orban rose to power over a decade ago. In the Philippines, President Duterte, also known as Little Donald Trump, praised vigilantes roaming the streets with clubs and guns looking to beat and kill, kill people. More than 100 and... Well, uh, where is it? In Russia, roaming bands attack and kill suspected LGBTQ people as the government's leadership ramps up otherizing language against its own citizens. And across the former Soviet states, av um, democracy, wait, advocates for democracy or gay rights are routinely hunted, beaten. Excuse me, I read this st sentence wrong. I apologize. Across former Soviet states, advocates for democracy and gay rights are routinely hunted, beaten, and killed. As Mussolini came to power in Italy in the early 1920s, his civilian vigilantes, known as the black shirts, for their garb of that color, took to the streets regularly. Historian Michael E. Ebner writes, Thus life for labor leaders became terror-filled, especially because fascists did not limit their attacks to the public sphere. Nowhere was safe. Late at night, 10, 30, or even 100 black shirts as these squad members became known, sometimes traveling from neighboring towns, might surround a home, inviting a socialist, anarchist, or communist outside to talk. If they refused, the fascists would enter their homes forcibly, threaten to harm the entire family by lighting the house on fire. Doesn't that sound like them? And this, this is like uh, those, uh, the Hamburglar and that asshole with their guns while Black Lives Matter people are walking by. They have to go out there frantic on the lawn, running around in like a frenzy with, with uh, weapons of war. Jesus Christ. But they're the ones under attack. That is such a fascist tactic, it's not even funny. That's what fascists do. They excuse their violent behavior as self-defense, no matter what it is. I had to go out there. See, that's what that's what that guy said. Well, I can't remember his name offhand now. I, it's, I just remember Hamburglar. That's the wife. They were like, we were under assault. They were going to kill us. Violent mob. No, honey. We saw. We saw. We got the video. 
In Germany, in 1921, Hitler organized a volunteer unpaid civilian militia. He called this the Sturman, well, I can't pronounce that, the Storm Unit, who roamed across Germany looking for labor leaders, gays, and Jews to beat up. In Brazil today, roaming bands of thugs called militias beat and kill people they believe are political enemies to the strongman and Trump imitator um, Bolsonaro, according to reporting in The in in Intercept and The Guardian. They're led by Bolsonaro's eldest son, Flavio. In every case, around the world and throughout history, regular citizens were first surprised then shocked, then intimidated, and finally dominated by the emerging authoritarian or neo-fascist movements led or encouraged by ambitious politicians in their nation. In every case, everyday interactions like traveling on a train, bus or airplane, hiring a contractor, or just walking through town became a minefield filled with unpredictable eruptions of threats Imitation, intimidations, and violence. As Chicago reporter Milton Mayer wrote after returning from Germany just after World War II, if I and my countrymen ever succumbed to that, con oh God, this is a word I have trouble with, to those conditions, no, con no constitution, no laws, no police, and certainly no army would be able to protect us from harm. We are witnessing today in America the symptoms of a culture going through early stages of transition from pluralistic democracy to violent oligarchy. As I lay out in far, far more detail in the hidden history of American oligarchy, it is quite literally starting with the average people randomly exploding and behaving like asses while political demagogues promote aggressive self-styled militias lawlessness and vigilantism we ignore or minimize this at our peril and articles like this i don't know what future historians how they these articles will be studied whether it will be studied from the lens of thank god we got through that intact or through another one of history's harsh lessons in um in in fascism and authoritarianism it never works out it never ends well with right when right wingers are in charge it never ends well i want to if anybody has an example of a right wing government that functions for you know the betterment of the people that for the majority of the people let me know because i read i'll hey i'll take it all into consideration that's the difference between normal people and fascist the gop fascist cult the death cult when you get new information okay you adjust your your uh, ideology but i have yet in all my years studying this i've yet to encounter an example of a conservative government that works. And I'm talking about, okay, what, does, what is the definition of works? What does it, what does it mean when a, a government or a civilization is working? Because, you know, it all, it all depends. To Republicans, this is working. 
their plot to overthrow democracy is moving apace and is definitely re, uh, it's returning on investment. That's for sure. They invested in Fox News. They, they poured half a billion dollars into Fox News over five years before Fox News turned to profit because profit is not in the business model. They understood at the time, and, and because of the Powell memo and um, uh, what's, his na- what's his name? Rupert Murdoch went to um, Nixon at the time when he was in the, in the White House, and he pitched GOP TV to Nixon, and that became, that's what became Fox News, of course. So, I don't know. We cannot survive, even at the time, and trust me, it's not just Republicans in this. We... <laughs> It wasn't Republicans. Republicans didn't create Fox News. Figure it, you know, uh, you could say that it was Clinton. Clinton is kind of the the father of Fox News and Rush Limbaugh because of his signing the Telecommunications Act. And it drives me crazy. Nobody ever holds him accountable. I remember him being asked about that. And he said, oh, uh... Yes, we didn't foresee the consequences of deregulating the media and overturning the fairness doctrine. Uh, He that wasn't that was Reagan, but Bill Clinton signed the Telecommunications Act. He put the he he finished what Reagan started, so destroying the one of the pillars of democracy, a free press. The media it has an obligation. What's, what's the obligation? They have an obligation to democracy, supposedly. They have, but in reality, they have an obligation to, to, to greed, as usual. There's no higher calling in this country than greed. And it's disgusting. And before, I see, I know the show is... Time is ticking down, but let me like for example one of the one of the incidences that Tom Hartman noted in his article was this group of young women sunning themselves on a beach, and an asshole comes by to tell them to um, to put on put put some clothes on or whatever. Let's watch that video. Bathing suit? Bathing suit? Or pornography? That's not even a bathing suit anymore. What would you like me to wear? What would you like me to wear? Can you consider a bathing suit? Do you believe this? A two-piece. Or something like this. A two-piece. Who the fuck is Leave us alone, please. Holy shit. And these girls are laughing, but it's like... Pull your head out of your It's ridiculous. This is... No wonder we have PTSD. Because you can't even go to the beach without some asshole. There's going to come a day when you're going to come face to face with God. And he says it's better for a Did you know God said do not judge? He said it's better for a Oh, and if you find someone's body distracting, then gouge your fucking eyes out. There you go, honey. You don't like it? What do you mean? 
gouge your eyes out. Oh no! Well, he's one that would put those women in uh, in potato sacks, right? Oh, I don't. It's offensive. I don't want to see what. What's wrong with you? You can't walk down a beach without you getting all uh, crazy, seeing some boobies. Are you two years old? Look! Look, everybody, the boobies. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. What do you mean? I'm not judging you. Yes, you. Oh my God! Hold on, hold on. This isn't productive. I have children, and I know you guys care about. Oh, here comes another. I mean, I'm to leave us alone. He just came up to us unprovoked. Please. He's going away. Okay. But I want you guys to think about the fact that what you guys are doing here does matter to kids. Shut the fuck up! Sh oh my God, it's unbelievable. You can't even go to the beach without these idiots coming over and lecturing you. But they, God forbid, we ask them to take a vaccine, to do something for their country and community, or put a goddamn mask on in the middle of a pandemic, and then they could, these idiots. They, you think they can be trusted with power? They are incapable of functioning in a democratic society. That's it. And this is an example. They don't like it. They're in the minority. Oh, well. Look at yourself then. You know what I mean? Like take, a, take inventory, a, a searching and fearless moral inventory of yourself. If uh, if you want to worship the sky spook, go for it, Bubby. But your sky spook ain't my sky spook. I don't got a sky spook. I don't. And and please, like you think my the sky spook is so uh, hung up about about a, a woman's chest or breasts or boobies? Boobies. Look at you. You're wearing a, it's like you're wearing your bra and panties. This is what he says. Like, sh you're, you're sick, buddy. You're sick. You can't control yourself. Um, this is the Taliban, the American Taliban. Give them an inch to your, to your detriment. God damn it. But all over the country, like Tom Hartman noted, the idiots are running on there they have been emboldened and allowed to run free and in, invading our our lives here i just want to play too the the guy later um the the kid here who went over to the young women and told them to put worry about jesus and all cuz um he's getting turned on seeing a side boob so ridiculous. He put out a TikTok video to explain his actions. Come on, play. Just wanted to get on here and to share my side of the story um, of a video that's going viral about me. Uh, that's saying I'm harassing women or I'm berating them or you know things of that nature. And yeah. so my side of the story is I was as, at such um, as. a reservoir or a lake, and I was with family members. Um, all you know, different oh, ages. God, you know, from my age to college will, age, all the way down. What will little kids do if they see a boob? Oh my God! Maybe you 
as an adult, get to model some good behavior for children so they don't get all hung up on their own bodies. So, and you're saying, I have children here. Well, who cares? You got little girls there. You got little boys. Uh, the fact that you're making a big deal out of it makes them hung up, gives them all of their repression. That's why Republicans, when they get to the CPAC convention, you know, 20 years from now, these little, these tiny little fascists being raised conservative Republican slash Nazi, then when they get to CPAC convention or the Republican convention, and they call up the, a prostitute, they'll be like, please crush my balls or something, you know, like, because they hate themselves. Please hit my balls with a hammer. I, it really turns me on. To a nine-year-old boy, to a six-year-old boy, four-year-old girl, and a two-year-old girl. Oh, my God. And well, maybe you're, the girls and the boys should realize that, you know, there's not, there's not a really a big deal going on here. Everybody has bodies. Some people have an innie. Some people have an outie. Okay? What are you going to do? Some people have boobies. Who cares? It's infants. I say it all the time. They're a bunch of infants. And here we, ha here we have it. That's why they need their sky spook to tell them that whatever their bad behavior is, is acceptable. I just, you know, come off the, the water from paddle boarding and somebody in my family said, hey, we've got to move. Hey, There's some we've got college some boobies. women here that are showing too much. The side um, boob alert. I don't alert. Want, you know, my son or, or my daughters to see these things. Oh, my God. And so right then and there, I, I decided half a, a boob just a righteous sticking anger out of come a, over me. A um, bikini. And also just a, a, a boldness by the Holy Spirit to go <sighs> and to confront these ladies and to oh, speak geez. truth. Oh, he's, he's hey, not what you're wearing is not okay for a nine-year-old boy or a six-year-old boy. Um, and reason being is because coming from being introduced to pornography at a young age, That's not pornography. That's not pornography. Young women laying on a beach in a bathing suit is not effing pornography, you sick bastard. They're sick. And they're inflicting their manias on decent society. That's it. And it comes down to, I mean, there's no real reason to go through it. He's talking about Jesus and they're going to wait till they meet Jesus. And I'm sorry, you're not going to meet Jesus. I'm here to tell you. Okay. It's all right. I'm not going to go there because I'm sure there, I know there, there are normal people that follow the teachings of the ancient socialist hippie, but and they follow those teachings correctly. These idiots are, it's, it's fantastical. It's, you know, fan, what is it, magical thinking. It's, they're just a bunch of children incapable of functioning in a free democratic society. I don't know. The dangers of, of it's not just Islamic fundamentalism. It's fundamentalism, religious fundamentalism, is anathema to freedom. And I, in that moment, just a righteous anger of to defend and protect um, young eyes came over me. Oh my! And so I just started to speak young truth. Eyes that, from hey, what? You know side boob. We're talking about side boob, ladies and gentlemen. It's not that big a deal. There's nothing to be ashamed of. That's why this country's sick. They're creating more sick people.
That's what the Republicans do. They just churn out incredibly sick, repressed, sad, very sad people. Your wearing is not okay, that you can't find your worth in your body, um, that the physical will never satisfy, you know, that, uh, that there's going to come a day when you're, then you're going to be face to face with God, um, you know, things of that nature. And, and so just to clear everything up. Oh, yeah. Oh, you cleared I, I it up. I'm not going to apologize. It's as clear as mud. I'm just going to say I'm going to continue to stand on the truth. I'm going to oh, continue to stand on the word of God. That's the truth. Our society is on such a downcline of morality. Pornography and lust is at an all-time high. People. But that's um, your problem. You know, are, pornography and lust. That wasn't. Uh, people laying on the beach in their bathing suit is not pornography. And if you feel lust, that's your problem. Gouge your eyes out. That's what the girl said. Well, you don't like it. Gouge your eyes out. If thy thine eye offend thee, pluck it out, bastard. Not the I no, but he would rather put the girls in a potato sack. I don't even know their gender anymore. People don't even oh, know. Oh, here, here, here uh, we go. Here comes the homophobia, you know, the, uh, the, Isla- the uh, there's going to come a day where you're, then you're going to be face to face with God. Um, you know, things of that nature. And, and so just to clear everything up, oh, I, I don't, I'm not going to apologize. I'm just going to say, I'm going to continue to stand on the truth. Because you're I'm going to continue to stand on the word of God. Our society is on such a downcline of morality. Pornography and lust is mm-hmm. at an all time high. People, um, you know, don't even know their gender anymore. People don't even know, um, Oh, you, you know, you they, they can go from, bastard. you know, if they're, if they're born a male, they can be a female. If they're born a female, they can be a male. Oh yeah. That's how it goes. Right. When you're born a female, one day you're just like, you know what? I'm gonna go through this, this incredibly painful process of becoming, uh, of changing my, my gender. Well, just for fuck it. Fuck it. Right. Eh, fuck it. For shits and giggles, why not? It's gonna wait, wait till wait till my mother sees. It's gonna, she's gonna. Oh, it's this is the best joke I've ever played. People don't even know their genders anymore. If you're born a man, you could be a, a woman. If you're born a woman, you could be a man. We're trying to be a a human, a decent human species, not a bunch of demon. Haunted and hunted morons, hate mongering freaks. I mean, these are the freaks that are like, not. I won't take the vaccine because my sky spook will protect me. Well, why did the sky spook make the virus, and why did the sky spook make the scientists to make the vaccine to counteract the virus? I don't know. Maybe the sky spook wanted us to have a unifying experience and you're fucking it up. You're standing in the way and you failed. You failed your sky spook and all of us at the same time. So congratulations. It's just another day in the life of the Republican party. You know, society's really jacked up and I'm going to continue to stand on the word of truth. I'm going to continue continue to speak truth and be bold no matter the consequences. Um, You know, I'm I'm longing for revival in the hearts of men and women. I'm longing for people to be set free. 
Okay. And the only way they can be set free is by speaking the truth. You're not speaking truth. Okay, whatever. Lost cause, right? That's the lost cause right there. And you heard him. I'm not going to apologize. I, I got righteous anger. I, I wanted to go there and tell them, you see a side boob, everyone's going to hell. If anybody on this beach looks at a boob and then they say... Um, Candyman three times. Uh, I don't know. Something ha something very bad. I think this guy gets an erection. That's what happens. And it's incredibly disturbing to him. Because he doesn't know what to do with it. He's like, oh my God. And um, he means it. Where is it? Okay. <laughs> the other thing. There's a couple of things. But I'm running out of time. You know, remember the other day? I don't know which one to do. The, okay, maybe we should save this for the next show. Because the we were talking about that lady, the, the coughing Karen. And so she got fired. Coughing Karen was like harassing people and following them around the store saying, I have allergies. I have allergies. Oh, it's all gone. Oh, well, we can't do it anyway. I was going to read, because she was on, on her LinkedIn account. I guess she deleted it. Too bad. Damn it. Because on her LinkedIn account, I, I wish I had taken screen grabs now that I've, I've seen it. She's, she was completely unapologetic and saying that, oh, you don't see the real story. You only saw half, you didn't see the, the video, the real video in context. Like, yeah, there's, Somehow there's we got the wrong impression from her from the video that we saw of her following these people around, calling them sheep and coughing in their faces. Um, I see. And in her responses, so pe people on in on uh, LinkedIn were were contacting her, saying uh, you know trying to have a conversation with her, and she's like, I will not apologize. Like, it, it is so clear that they learn nothing. And that's the, sh the worst part of all. Learning nothing from, from, from any um, difficult time, you, you get no value out of it. So she was um, saying how she's praying for our country uh, and is, of course, a Trump and Z. What else is effing new? Do we, she didn't have to say it. She's saying it by her actions. She don't have to declare it. But so people were like, you know, whatever, trying to have a conversation with her. And she's like, I, I, um, I take your hate and your sheep and, you know, clearly learning absolutely nothing. And guess what? I'm sure. She'll be a speaker at next year's CPAC. There's no doubt in my mind. What do you want to do? You want to bet this? I mean, we can, we can make a we could take bets right now. She will be a, she will be somehow involved in CPAC. Trust me. And they'll or or maybe even well, I guess it's too early for the Republican convention. But being a Republican means never saying you're sorry. And then there was this other, in, in keeping with the bad behavior, um, this was a couple of weeks ago, this lady, they call her, she's a Karen. Get your way, pay for that pass right there. Hey, 
Can you believe this shit? Mind your own business. So these people are I don't know what's happening. They're sitting on a on a public whatever public park or something, and this lady comes by and starts saying, Yeah, 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 you're supposed to be there or not? What are you doing there? And I don't know, is this um, just because we all have phones now, but did, did this always happen? It doesn't seem, I mean, I know it always happened to an extent, but th it does seem epidemic at this point with a bunch of assholes running around acting like assholes. They're not even embarrassed. So she's like, she's, she's screaming at these people saying, look, um, in such a racist she's calling them mulattoes you effed a black person this is what this woman is saying all right i guess if you're on the podcast it's hard to hear what they're saying what the is this recording what the is that it means go away no go back to your white trash neighborhood She's a teacher, too. The lady was a teacher. She got fired, of course. And 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 as the videos, as you can see, just a bunch of people sitting on the grass, and here comes. A lady in a car who stops and starts screaming at them. Look at your kids are half breeds. Look at them, half breeds. Look at you. You got tat. Wait, wait, wait. Where is it? You're uh, you. She, she calls them white trash. Then she starts saying, "What did you do? You effed a black person. What? What does this have to do with anything?" Like I said, all the time, they are, they're sick, fundamentally f sick. You, and I know, even though that person isn't outwardly displaying a MAGA, a MAGA sign or a bunch of eagles and stars or some bullshit, um, she's a Trump fancy. There's no doubt in my mind. I would bet my life on it. And how is this Okay. How is it okay to run around in the United States and be openly racist again? How is it okay? Because of the Republican Party. They give it permission. We are in big-ass trouble here, guys. And I'm looking at the time. We have like a minute left. But the, the point is, like Tom Hartman said, there's, the symptoms are, are there. And it's... Um, you know, we we ignore them at our peril. We have to we have to overcome this legally and peacefully, but unapologetically push back on the on this, reclaim patriotism, reclaim decency, dignity, democracy, and put these people where they belong and where they where where they're comfortable in the histories trash pile my god 
We have a duty to honor everyone who ever fought, bled, and died for this country, including those who lost their lives on September 11th, to make sure. And, and after September 11th, for all, even if they lost their lives for a lie, the truth, the underlying truth, is always true that we're trying to make the world safe for democracy, right? We have a lot of work to do. It starts with getting the word out. So thank you for your support. We'll get together soon. My name is Tara Devon. We stick together. We win. I will see you very soon. All right, guys. There, I, I, it's hard on Saturdays because of the time constraints. Usually during the week, we can go over, make our own schedule. But let's hope we can do that as soon as possible. Errol Thomas, thank you for your super chat. Any reason why Republic clowns can't take acceptance of Biden being a real president? <laughs> I don't know. All right, my friends, listen, listen, listen. So I will try to do as many shows as possible, of course. And we uh, obviously we will have a show on Wednesday because Tom Hartman is going to be on the show and I can't wait. And I can't wait to discuss with him the hidden history of American healthcare. And I also want to talk to him about, um, you know, reframing the debate about healthcare. We'll talk about it on Wednesday, but I believe that we need to fuck the debate. I mean, we're on the right side of it, of course, but it's about unity. This is partly, this is how we heal. Like it or not, fascists, we're in this together. We are each other's keeper. And it's about time we put that into action. Let's put e pluribus unum in action. Guys, my name is Tara Devlin. Thanks for hanging out. I'm going to... I got to go because Saturdays are tough. I can't really stay since I got to cut the show down for progressive voices. It's kind of a pain in the ass. Takes time. So I start my other half of the show after I hang up on the on the show. So, all right. Um, there's so many other things, but so all right. Hopefully, I'll be able to do a show before Wednesday as well. Play Dave says talk to Tom about 1971. What's what about 1971? I'll wait for your response on the on the. 1971. Talk to him about 1971. Hmm. I don't know what that means. But maybe you can put a question in the comment on Wednesday and I'll ask it for you. Whatever that is, 1971, whatever that means. So, all right. I'm going to hang it up. My name is Tara Devlin. Thanks for hanging out, as always. And thanks for your support and your super chats. Thank you, Richard W. and Jim and JD. 
and Errol Thomas, and thank you for all the patrons. Thank you, White Rabbit, for calling in with your incredibly chilling story about all, uh, the near misses on September 11th. And then thanks everybody else for all of your support, for making me want to keep going. You guys give me hope. Yes, yeah, so many topics, so little time. Oh. <laughs> All right, my friends. We're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. My name is Tara Devlin. We stick together. We win. I'll see you very soon.